just curiosity. Um, as I was studying through um, and came to that passage that Jesus um, came only to the house of Israel. I said, what is, why is that? And so uh, we're going to talk some about that. This is a massive question um, in a lot of ways. It's, it's a, a theological topic that would take many hours to work through, and we don't have that. So um, partly because it, it has threads that connected to all over the Old and New Testaments. Um, and so what I'm going to do is just, this is just like dipping our toe in. I'm going to uh, begin by focusing our attention on this, this question. Why did Jesus prioritize preaching to the Jews? Just trying to try to answer that um, in the short time that we have and, um, and get us started there. And then possibly we'll have time at the end to, to talk about how that impacts us as non-Jews, as Gentiles. All right, let's just pray and then we'll get started. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word um, and your promise to help us to understand it. Um, please use your spirit to do that now. And um, we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Since we're studying the book of Matthew, uh, let's turn back to Matthew 1 um, to identify our first reason that Jesus prioritized preaching to the Jews. You're like, I have the verse there on my handout, so I don't need to turn. Um, so that's, that's I, I did provide that for you, um, in case you don't have a Bible. Matthew 1, 1 begins this way. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. Uh, Jesus is given the title Christ. Anybody know what that means? Messiah, good. Uh, anointed one. Um, in the Old Testament, the Hebrew word uh, for anointed one would be Mashiach or Messiah. So in, the gos- in, the, in his gospel, Matthew presents Jesus, he's presenting Jesus as the Messiah, the anointed one who would fulfill the promises that were made to Abraham, to David, um, and, and many other promises there in the Old Testament. Let me quickly show you um, some of those promises. In back in Genesis 12, uh, verses 2 and 3, God promised Abram, um, I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and him who dishonors you I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So here we have actually a, a little glimpse of um, God's blessing to the nations through Abraham's line. He says, in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So, blessed. so Abraham's descendants will become a great nation. And through Abram and his descendants, one in particular, uh, all the world will be blessed. And then it comes to King David, who also receives a promise, um, which is summarized in 1 Chronicles 17. I think I have that on your handout. It says, when your days are fulfilled to walk with your fathers, I will raise up your offspring after you, one of your sons, and I will establish his kingdom. That sounds pretty normal, right? Probably Solomon, right? But it, he goes on. He says, I will confirm him in my house and in my kingdom forever. His throne shall be established forever. Clearly, this offspring um, promised to David is is more than a mere man. His, his rule doesn't have an end. And so Jesus is presented in Matthew 1 as the promised Messiah, the anointed one, the king of Israel, who would be, 
who would bring blessing to the nations, but is especially identified as, um, if you look down there through Matthew 1, he's a descendant of Abraham. He's a descendant of, of David. So I, I just put here, the first reason why Jesus prioritized preaching to the Jews is because Jesus came as the prophesied Jewish Messiah. Jesus came as the prophesied Jewish Messiah. He came as the anointed one, the king. I mean, even the Magi there in Matthew 2 confirm his identity. What do they say? They've come searching for the king of the Jews, to worship the king of the Jews. He came to the Jewish people first because he was promised to them as their anointed one, as their Messiah, their coming king. And when he told Gentile, the Gentile woman in uh, Matthew 15, um, so in, in our passages this morning with Matthew 10, Jesus is telling his, his disciples that they're sent um, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But in Matthew 15, when this woman, Gentile woman, comes to him, um, Jesus tests her faith, and then he says, I was sent um, to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And Jesus is probably referencing Jeremiah 50, where prophet, the prophet described Israel as lost sheep. They're, they're without a good shepherd. Um, and then Ezekiel 34, God promises, there's another Old Testament promise um, regarding this one that would come. Um, God said, I will set up over Israel one shepherd, my servant David. He's not referring to, to David, but one from the line of David. Um, this, he shall feed them, he shall feed them and be their shepherd, and I, the Lord, will be their God. My servant David shall be prince among them. I am the Lord, I have spoken. And so I think I have Romans 15, verse 8 there. I, I think this verse is, is a helpful, Paul helpfully explains what Jesus was coming to do in relationship to all the promises about the Messiah given in the Old Testament. Um, so if you look down there at Romans 15, verse 8, he says, For I tell you that Christ... He was going to explain why he came. He became a servant uh, to the circumcised. Circumcised there referring to the Jews, right? That was their their practice, unique to them, um, through God's covenant with them. I tell you that Christ became a servant to the circumcised to show God's truthfulness in order to confirm the promises given to the patriarchs. So Jesus prioritized preaching to the Jews because he had come as the prophesied Jewish Messiah. That's number one. All right? Questions about that? Comments? Before I go on? I'm a little scared because I might not be able to answer the questions. I told my wife last night as I was, um, uh, as I was preparing this, um, I was like, wow, I would love to study for like another another four or five hours or something on this before I actually present it. So um, you're getting me at like half-baked. <laughs> um, so I'm, uh, I'm still learning about that with you. Number one, he, uh, he, can't, he had come as the prophesied Jewish Messiah. Number two, the reason he prioritized preaching to the Jews, I would say, is, is because he came to save his people from their sins. After giving us a genealogy that reminds us of Jew Jesus' Jewish heritage, Jesus is a Jew, he obeys the Jewish law, just talking to somebody about that. He came as a Jew to, to the Jews. Um, he grew up in a Jewish town, going to the Jewish, Jewish synagogue. Um, after, after we're reminded of Jesus' Jewish heritage, Matthew 1, um, we get a, a record of Jesus' birth. 
So in end of chapter one, angel comes to Joseph in a dream. And we'll just pick up in verse 21 where he states, she will marry, will bear a son. And you, you, Joseph, shall call his name Jesus. For he, Jesus, will save his people from their sins. Or is it, or is it God? Or is it both? Psalm 130. Um, Psalm 130 says, um, is being quoted by the angel. Um, Psalm 130 says, O Israel, hope in the Lord, for with the Lord there is steadfast love. Um, there's covenant love, right? The Jewish people. Um, with him is plentiful redemption. And he, Yahweh, will redeem Israel from all his iniquities. So the term his people, used by the angel, is referring to who? Who is his people? He will save his people. It's the Jews. It's clearly connected to the nation of Israel there in Psalm 130. Um, and, and, and in this verse, um, Jesus, which, which by the way means Yahweh saves. He's named Jesus because he will bring God's salvation to the Jewish nation. Um, and how did he do this? Ultimately through his death on the cross, but first of all, through his preaching ministry. Jesus prioritizes preaching to the Jews because he had come as a Jew to save his people from their sins. All right, there's the second reason. And then finally I have, um, and again, I'm, I know I'm, I'm not going into the, um, to what he came for Gentiles. We already talked in some ways um, during, our ser- during the sermon about what Jesus did for Gentiles. Um, and, and we'll talk here in a moment about the fact that it's not that he didn't come for Gentiles, but he came to the Jews for the Gentiles. Does that make sense? Maybe that'd be helpful to write down. He came, Jesus came down to the Jews for the Gentiles. And thirdly, I'll just give you one more reason. Um, and maybe you can come up with other reasons for Jesus' prioritization of preaching to the Jews. Um, but here I have that, that he did that so that because he came to prepare messengers to the nations. Jesus came to prepare messengers to the nations. In God's sovereign plan, the Jewish nation was entrusted with God's law and scriptures. Right? What is, what is this? What is it written in? What is it? Who is it written to? God's scriptures are entrusted, we're entrusted to the Jewish people. And these scriptures reveal his truth and salvation for all mankind. We can see that. We could take another time to actually walk through the Old Testament and see these like dozens of passages that point to light to the nations, what God's plan all the way back from, from Genesis. Jesus came and preached to the Jews because they knew the law and the prophets which is what Jesus often referenced in his preaching ministry. But what did Jesus have to preach? He preaches the gospel of the kingdom. He shows how the Old Testament, you remember Matthew 5, 6, and 7? What is he referencing all the time? The Old Testament. And who knows the Old Testament? The Jews. Who better equipped to do, to, so he's going to have, um, if Jesus was to reach the ends of the earth, Isaiah 49, 6, he was going to have to prepare messengers who could go out and share his gospel message. And who better equipped to do this than Jews 
like Peter and Andrew and James and John. These men had a strong foundation in the scriptures as evidenced by their writings we have in our hands. I mean, we read this morning. How many times throughout the book of Matthew, Matthew's referencing back the Old Testament. They know it. They were the messengers that God chose to be his witnesses. Jesus prioritized preaching to the Jews because it would be through the Jew- his Jewish apostles that Jesus would bring salvation to the ends of the earth. So we have Matthew, Matthew 28, which we've referenced a couple times today. He, he, sell, he, he commissions his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Um, baptize, this is after he's sent them to, um, to those there in Galilee, right? Don't go to those other cities. Now go, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all that I commanded you. Behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. You have Acts 1.8. After Jesus ascends into heaven, what does Jesus say? Um, or or is he's, before he, he goes, he's, um, as he's anticipating his, his departure, he says, you will receive power, Acts 1.8, when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will be my witnesses. And then Acts 13, when Jesus saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what was spoken by Paul, reviling him. And Paul and Barnabas spoke out boldly, saying, it was necessary that the word of God be spoken first to you. Since you thrust it aside and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, behold, we are turning to the Gentiles. For so the Lord has commanded us, saying, I have made you a light for the Gentiles, that you may bring salvation to the ends of the earth. And when the Gentiles heard this, they began rejoicing and glorifying the word of the Lord. As many as were appointed to eternal life believed. Jesus came to prepare messengers for the nations. And so he, he pre- prioritized preaching um, to the Jewish people. Questions? Comments? Clarifications? As we close, um, I know that was really short, but um, I, I just want you to, to take a few minutes with maybe the person that's next to you. And um, I, I want to take you back to Romans 15, have you read that section that mentions the hope that we have as Gentiles. I want you to read that passage from your handout out loud with the person next to you. Um, and if you have a pen there, underline what, what has God done for us, right? What is, so, so you remember, because I don't have this up on the screen and I don't think I put it on your handout. I, I want you to underline what has God done for us. And then secondly, circle all the words or phrases that describe our rightful response to him, okay? So circle our response, underline what God has done for us. Um, and finally, I would just want to pray. Um, I want you to, to finish your time as you, as you read through that passage and talk about it together. Um, pray and offer that response to him for what he's done for us through Christ. All right, that's what I have for you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for um, for your word. Um, as we continue to, to grow in our understanding of it, 
Uh, we are amazed at um, the, the connections, the, the threads that, um, that connect from Old and New Testament. And um, as, as we consider the fact that as Gentiles, you know, we have been grafted in, um, it's, it's your mercy uh, that you have, you've extended um, covenant to, to us. We are your people. Uh, you, we are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, peculiar people. That we should show forth the praises of him who has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So thank you for doing that um, in us. And with the result of this reality about our identity, new identity, um, compel us uh, to go out and, and be a light to, to the nations. Thank you for your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. So take a few minutes, read that passage together out loud, circle, underline, and then pray together um, as we close. And you're dismissed. Thanks for being here today.